up, y'all? It's your girl, Amber Latrice, and we are back for another episode of Word and Wine. And I am so excited to be diving into this episode with you guys while enjoying a beautiful 2010 Australian cab sav yes y'all it has a little bit of time on it so i am so excited for this one and i'm also excited to talk about this beautiful parable that we're getting ready to jump into the parable of the sower Now, this parable can be found in a lot of the different Gospels, but today we're going to be reading from Luke, specifically Luke chapter 8, verses 4 through 15. It reads, While a large crowd was gathering and people were coming to Jesus from town after town, he told this parable. A farmer went out to sow his seed. As he was scattering the seed, some fell along the path. It was trampled on and the birds ate it up. Some fell on rocky ground. And when it came up, the plants withered because they had no moisture. Other seed fell among thorns, which grew up with it and choked the plants. Still other seed fell on good soil. It came up and yielded a crop a hundred times more than was sown. When he said this, he called out, whoever has ears to hear, let them hear. Now, this is only up to verse eight, and I take a pause here because normally what we see in a lot of these parables, at least the parables that we've gone into thus far, is that a lot of times the Lord gives us this parable and sometimes people are kind of left in the balance. So I think it's really dope what comes after this specific portion of scripture. So the rest of verses nine through 15, I think is really cool. Starting at verse nine, his disciples asked him what this parable meant. He said, the knowledge of the secret of the kingdom of God has been given to you, but to others, I speak in parables so that those seeing, they may not see, though hearing, they may not understand. This is the meaning of the parable. The seed is the word of God. Those along the path are the ones who hear. And then the devil comes and takes away the word from their heart so that they may not believe and be saved. Those on the rocky ground are the ones who receive the word with joy when they hear it, but they have no root. They believe for a while, but in the time of testing, they fall away. The seed that fell among the thorns stands for those who hear But as they go on their way, they are choked by life's worries, riches, and pleasures, and they do not mature. (laughs) But the seed on good soil stands for those with a noble and good heart who hear the word, retain it, and by preserving, produce a crop. I just love when you have scripture that is then followed up by an explanation. (laughs) Now, there's like a lot of different things that you can pull out of whatever portion, but I love just diving into exactly what the Lord just said and explained. In this parable, you have four places where you can be standing. You can be on the path. You can be on rocky ground, you can be in the midst of thorns, or you can be on some legit good soil. For those on the path, they have plenty of people walking past and the enemy comes and 
he steals their belief so they don't get to gain salvation. For those on rocky ground, like you get the word, you get it, but you don't take the time to dig deep and build roots in that thing so you can easily be swayed and blown away. For those in the thorns, it seems as though they're on decent ground, but they continue to allow their surroundings to choke things out. So they become consumed and choked by life's worries, life's riches, and life's pleasures. So they don't get the opportunity to mature. And for those on the final type, they're on good soil. And they operate with a noble heart and a good heart. And when they hear the word, they retain it and they persevere to produce a crop. So this is such a good word because again, I love being in the space where the Lord was like, you don't have to figure this one out. You don't have to have this crazy amount of understanding because I'm about to explain it to you. So he gave us these four spaces that we can be in. And to be honest with you, similar to the other parables that I've told you about, I have found myself in each of these places. I have definitely been on the path somewhat. Like when I say that I found myself in these places, I please understand that I am not talking about salvation. I'm not speaking in the space of salvation, but I am speaking in the space of motivation and completing those things that the Lord has, um, has given me. And again, like we talked about previously, the opportunities that he's presented, I've been in the space where a beautiful seed was planted, a beautiful seed was planted, but I allowed people to come up and take away the beautiful thing that was planted in me. And delay the beautiful thing that was planted in me, failing to understand that what God planted in me, I was supposed to birth, not the other person. So when the other person came and stole it, they didn't really steal it because I gave it to them to take. And then I've been the person that stood on rocky ground where a seed was planted, an idea was given, an opportunity was presented. And I got so excited at the sound of the opportunity, but because I didn't root myself in the why and in the understanding of the necessity and understanding, like I said, why this specific seed was necessary and why what was planted in me needed to be birthed, I allowed the vision to float away and understand it floated away because I released it when there came a little bit of wind. When the storm came, the vision that I literally have right now is holding on to a balloon. And when the storm comes or holding on to a kite and when the storm comes and when the wind comes, it sways what you have in your hand. And you can either decide to hold on tighter and keep it close to you and continue to hold on to the very thing that you've been given or you can allow that storm to blow it away. Now, I do believe that there are times when we're giving things or times when things are occurring in our life when God says release. But the times that I'm talking about are specifically times that you know you have something from the Lord. You know this is something that you're supposed to do. You know this is something that you're supposed to get done. But that storm comes 
Maybe it's school. Maybe it's work. Maybe it's church. When that storm comes, when that wind comes, do you allow it to blow whatever you've been given to hold on to away? In the time of testing, do you fall away? And this is not from a space of judgment. One, don't exactly know who I'm talking to right now. But two, I've been there. I have definitely been on rocky ground. In addition to being on rocky ground, I've definitely also been in the thorns. I've been in that place where a seed has been planted and I'm in a decent space. But in the midst of that decent space, I begin to have to balance two or three or four or five aspects of ambition, of responsibility, of family, of my roles as a daughter and a sister, and specifically talking about corporate, an employee, and a servant at church, and a this and a that, and I begin to have to figure out how to wear all the hats. And then, oh, by the way, X, Y, and Z is happening. So that's an issue. And oh, by the way, working on this is no longer as fun as before because we've hit the middle. And the middle is not as fun as the beginning and the end. Let's just be honest. So we've hit the middle and it's not as pleasurable to work on this project as it once was. And oh, by the way, this is something that I'm doing voluntarily. Because let me tell you something, at work when I was in corporate, I could be in the middle of a project and it was still gonna get completed. But when it came to doing something for myself, did I have the same drive and ambition for me? Did I have the same drive and ambition for the Lord? The answer is no. I allowed life's worries and I allowed riches and I allowed life's pleasures to overtake because it's a lot more fun to sit and binge watch Grey's Anatomy than it is to finish this business plan. It's a lot more fun to sleep than to get up and dive into intercessory prayer when he wakes you up at two and three and four o'clock in the morning. I've been in those spaces where I allowed life's pleasures to choke out the beauty of the call that God had placed on my life in those specific times. And even though I've been in all three of those spaces, I'm so thankful that I've learned and grown from it. So now I get the opportunity to stand on the good soil and in the good place more than I do the others. I'm not going to sit here and act like I've never revisited some of those places, never revisited the path and allowed someone to come and steal the joy in my life, never revisited the rocky grounds, done the same thing again and allow someone to steal the joy in my life, allow the joy to float away with circumstance. And I'm not going to act like I still haven't spent some time in the thorns and allowed circumstance an environment to choke out aspects of the light that I bring to spaces. But through those experiences, I've had the opportunity to grow and to get to that space where I get to experience what it's like to be fortified in that good soil that he talked about. That good soil that hears the word, retains it, 
and by persevering produces a crop. Being that soil where the Lord plants a seed, I get a word from the Lord. He gives me the call. He places whatever or whoever on my heart. I get the opportunity to retain whatever it is that he spoke to me, whatever it is that he placed in me, whatever it is that he wants to birth through me. And then I get the opportunity to persevere. So what happens is you get the word, you retain the word, and then you persevere. And that word persevere is so dope because it literally means endure. It is literally the characteristic of a man who is not swerved from his deliberate purpose and his loyalty to faith by even the greatest trials and sufferings. Listen. I don't know where you are in your life. Some of us are literally standing on the path, possibly based on salvation and possibly based on the call that the Lord has placed on our life or the beautiful vision that the Lord has given us or that beautiful thing that the Lord has planted inside that's waiting to be birthed. But we're allowing the enemy to come by and steal, kill, and destroy that thing. Or maybe some of us are on that rocky ground where we have that joy. We're excited for what the Lord is doing and what the Lord has done or what the Lord is preparing to birth. But we allow the storms and the trials and the inconveniences of life to stop us from doing what it is that he's already told us to do. And then there's also some of us that find ourselves in the midst of the thorns. We're standing on decent ground. We've done an amazing job of the first couple steps, that initial point of growth but we're one foot in and one foot out. We are still allowing life's pleasures and riches and worries to choke out the beauty of what the Lord wants to birth through us and the brightness of the light that he's placed within us. And finally, there's some of us that are in this beautiful space where we're standing on good and solid ground, deeply rooted in who he is, in the process of budding beautiful flowers, in birthing beautiful visions, in bringing these visions that he's given us to fruition and making shifts and strides in the kingdom. We are in this place where we are Hearing and retaining and persevering. And beyond that, we're producing. That's the space. That's the space that I want to be in. That's the space that I want to stay in. And I hope that's the space that you desire. And if you find yourself in a place where you realize that you are not on 
in that good soil, you're not standing on solid ground. I want to encourage you to do whatever it takes to get to that space, to begin spending time with the Lord and seeing what he desires of you, to lean into the beautiful communities that he's intentionally placed you in and to really begin building that relationship with the father, because let me tell you, he desires a deeper one with you. I don't care where your relationship is. He always desires more of you. So I want to encourage you to dive in and see what more looks like, to see what it means to be standing on better and better and better and better soil, to see what that looks like. Because from my standpoint, in the space where I am in the garden, it's absolutely beautiful. But even in the midst of the beauty, I know that greater is yet to come. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. I'll see you next time on Word and Wine. (laughs) 